You're listening to The Business Mindset by RSC Podcast. Episode two is about the myth that having a business means having no life. Welcome to our RSC Business Mindset Podcast. Uh, a little introduction on RSC Business Group. It is a group of global businesses, coaches, and consultants that operate independently but share the same vision, mission, and methodology. It was founded by none other than Robert Chun, who we have here today. Uh, he personally has 34 years of experience coaching and consulting businesses, and we're very happy to have him. And uh, combined, we have more than 100 years of shared experience. This is um, and collective best practices amongst all of us. Uh, all of our work is centered on building organizations that operate with repeatable processes and structures. What this ultimately allows business owners to do is both replace themselves from having to work in their business, and if they choose to grow their business as well. We don't just consult and coach businesses, we are building businesses ourselves. It's a way of life for us. Um, it's something that is a passion for us and we have dedicated our lives to this expertise because of the difference that it makes for our clients, communities, colleagues, everyone's families and the world when people are creating successful small, medium and sometimes even large businesses. Having the fundamentals of being able to replace and scale a business is key in being able to control your income freedom, succession, and sale of any business you build. My, my colleagues and I, we're doing an eight-part series uh, on business myths. Uh, our first episode has been released, so uh, please uh, check that out. Our second uh, business myth is that you need to cut out social interactions. You have to kind of become a hermit. Um, the idea is to isolate yourself and, and focus on the business. Um, you know, and that could be you focus on your health and well-being in business. It's this kind of um, myth we see propagated quite a bit, uh, especially in social media, like keep your head down. Um, and so this is the myth that we're going to be discussing today. And uh, maybe will offer better solutions or better mindsets to have around social relationships that will support you and your business. So, um, Brandon, Robert, do you have any initial things you want to share about this myth? Anything um, that comes to mind? Well, I mean, it certainly takes work to build a business. Um, but I think the, uh, something that people don't often look at is that one of the main advantages of creating a business compared to being an employee is the, the opportunity to design your life the way that you choose. So if you're an employee, a certain amount of your life is determined by your employer, the hours that you work, the amount of vacation time you get, um, when you need to start, when you... Uh, when your workday ends and so on um, with a business as well as pay. I mean, you can negotiate certain things, but 
you can only negotiate a certain amount, uh, typically. With a business, you can create it however you choose. Now, you can't say, I'm just going to work, uh, you know, 10 minutes a week and build a multi-million dollar business. <laughs> work does need to be put in. There's going to be time and effort, unless you have a lot of money you can just throw at it and pay other people to do everything. Even then, it's going to take more than 10 minutes a week to supervise everybody and design the business. Uh, but that would probably be what people uh, forget when they think that they have to just uh, buckle down, cut everything else out, and just focus on the business is that they can actually uh, design things, design their lifestyle um, so that their life overall can work for building the business as well as whatever else they choose in life. Mm, so well said. I really like that. Um, so you so you don't have to cut out social relationships. And I think what I really like about what you said is that um, business building is more of a marathon. If, you know, you could, if, you, if you're going to do and you're going to build a business, you might as well uh, build it well and, you know, build it in a way that, that lasts many years. Um, and... In that, you have to account for yourself and your social life. So you want to design your business that allows you to have a social life. Um, I, I really like that. Yeah, and that social life might look different than the way it used to be. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, um, let's say someone's in their, I don't know, let's say mid-20s. Mm -hmm. You know, their friends, they're used to going out partying a lot. And that was their main social life. Maybe they go to I don't know, bars three times a week. <laughs> Who knows? If they start building a business, maybe some of their social life isn't going to look like going to bars with their friends three nights a week and staying out till mm -hmm. 1 or 2 a.m. every single time. Mm -hmm. um, it might change to some of their social life becomes um, networking with other business owners or business people or... Um, social activities with them or business activities, going to conferences or something else where there's social interaction, there's a certain amount of social aspect, but there's also a business purpose to it. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to go that way, but um, life may not look the same <laughs> as before starting a business. The difference for the wise business owner and employees, employees get their weekends and business owners get seven day weekends. So that's the difference. So, uh, you know, if you're an employee, you cannot go to a baseball game that your son plays. But if you're a business owner, you can. Uh, if you're an employee, you cannot take two weeks off or three weeks off, go to a different part of the country. But if you're a business owner, you can. So there's a lot more freedom there. You don't have a social life that you used to. You have a different kind of social life. Mm -hmm. You get to do things in concentrated formats. So... You may work hard for 11 months, but you might be going to Mexico or Australia for three weeks, four weeks. Mm -hmm. Also, there's a difference in cost venture as well. When you first start out, it takes discipline to have vacation because it costs money when you don't work. But if you can have the discipline of vacation on a regular basis, at least once or twice, three times a year, uh, you'll find out you can take more times off. So in a week, there's seven days. 
uh, in a month, there's 30 or 31 days. So every three to four months, there's five weeks and two months together. Five, I mean, five, fifth week. So you can take that week off, end the one month, begin next, next month without impacting your income. Mm-hmm. And you find that you can do that three or four times a year that way. Mm-hmm. So as a, if you become a smart business owner, you could actually take four weeks off a year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your calendar may or may not reflect that. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, you can also put your weekends in the weekdays. So do mm-hmm. things in weekdays that you would normally on weekends. So one of my associate, after she became a business owner, her, her husband and she worked a business together, she said to me, Robert, I went shopping. Great. When would you go? In the morning at 10.30, 11 o'clock. But there's nobody there. I went to all the greatest places. I could shop all I wanted to do, and there was nobody there. So I said, that's one of the joy of being a business owner, because you can go go to shop and enjoy things when people are not there. So mm-hmm. one of my clients used to go to a movie during uh, Tuesday at 10.30, because in L.A., that's where you know cheap tickets are. So he would go to a movie every week on Tuesday, and he would work part of Saturday, right? As a result, he will be in, he will know all the movies, and I'm not into it as that, like in horrors and adventures and all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so being a business owner, it means you can actually choose. It's just that when when you're a worker, you become a business owner or business operator. You don't know that you can do that, so you stick to the old ways, and next thing you know, your whole life is about business. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Yeah. But the joy is having seven day weekends. Mm-hmm. To have the weekend be distributed across seven days. Mm-hmm. That's a secret. Also, sometimes where your work is too enjoyable, so you forget that it's work. So mm-hmm. that's a problem too. Mm-hmm. If yes. you design it well. If you do design it. And the key is designing it. So, um, you know, there's no one size fits all. You know, in different industries and different businesses will require different um, time commitments possibly. Um, but you do have a lot more say in how you design it. And I think a few key distinctions about social life. So I don't think, personally, I think that you can't get away with as many destructive social lives. So destructive social lives are with people that may be abusing their bodies, um, you know, could have dramatic behaviors that are psychologically difficult and challenging to handle. You can still have those, but now you have to build responsible on the effect that it has on your business. And as, and as well, it's like if you want to take vacations all the time or if you don't want to take vacations at all and you want to stress yourself out, there's going to be an impact on your business. So it determines how how quickly you can achieve a certain level of income um, maybe passive income. So, you know, what you do starts to really matter. So we're not, I, I wouldn't say that it doesn't matter what you do. Okay. So it it does, it it starts to matter really much and you have to be really responsible about the impact that it has on your business. Cause now you, people's incomes are dependent on you. Your own income is dependent on you. There's a lot on your own shoulders, right? So with that freedom comes great responsibility. <laughs> with that power comes great responsibility. I'm I'm quoting Spider-Man here. Um, 
So it, it's it's not you, as an employee you get to leave for a weekend, right? And you do get to forget your job, and, and you don't need to worry about anything. Um, I guess as an owner, you need to learn to be able the skill of shutting off. Um, you know, so there so there's different things to learn, and I would say a social life rather than getting rid of your social life, the type of social life you have, you know, the relationships that you have with your employees, with your network, with other business owners that may for, for business owners that are really results oriented, it could, it could occur to them like, oh, this is just people. This is so much effort. You know, I just need to focus on the work and these relationships don't matter. I think that's a huge myth because the relationships when you're having maybe a bad month in your business, those are the people that you can go to. Hey, do you have a referral for me? You know, there are your safety line, your lifeline, your employees. You can't just order them around. You have to learn how to have, how to listen, how to communicate. You have to have social, um, social prowess, you could say. So, to just eliminate everything and just focus on doing tasks will not move your business forward because essentially for a business to grow and to scale, it needs to be an organization and all of it requires social relationships. So this is why this, this particular myth really irritates me because I had the experience of being an introvert that didn't want to talk to people. And everything that I've learned every week is like, oh, my God, I got to talk to more people. <laughs> it's been horrifying. And, you know, I've had to learn these skills. And there is no way that you can separate. And I find that because I do sales consulting. So I know already from my couple of years of experience, businesses where the owner likes to network is going to be 100% more successful. A business owner that doesn't like to network and just wants to focus on a product is going to be really challenging. They're going to they're going to take a while to to do that initial stage of growing. You know, once they have people in sales to communicate for them, then they'll they'll launch off. But if they're in the initial stage stages and if they don't like communicating and if they want to isolate themselves, I particularly think think particularly think that they're going to have a very challenging time. Yeah, successful business forces you to have vacation and forces you to have social life against your mm -hmm. will. So I'm sorry. So this idea about working all the time doesn't really work out because your business won't let you. Mm -mm. Yes, after a while. Your business will suffer, right? You won't see success and you're going to go back to what's comfortable, which is being an employee. And that is where you can keep your head down. That is where you can work and put in your time. Right. But even then, as you climb the ladder, so to speak, say manager, executive or something like that, which is not especially executive, which is not a doing role, you won't be able to just put your head down and hope for the best that everybody's doing their work. Like it's just mm -hmm. not going to work. So anything with a high income is actually attached with social prowess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, afraid so. So those yeah. of you who want to work nonstop, I'm sorry. You know sorry. those like, stamps that you can put on? Like, <laughs> that is myth is busted, okay? We have totally dismantled that myth. <laughs> well, what you're talking about is the, the different mindsets for different levels inside an organization. 
right? Mm -hmm. The mindset of a worker is different than the mindset of a manager, which is different than the mindset of an executive, which is different than the mindset of a, an owner or investor. Um, because yeah, you know, for a worker can just do, just take actions, do tasks, complete the task at some point, then, um, as you move up, then it's more about who are you being, uh, but the other part is going from I, the individual. So if something needs to get done, then it's only me. I need to do it. Uh, if it's part of my job to thinking like an organization that, okay, well, I could have somebody else do these tasks. And then I need to make sure that everyone's doing the tasks they're supposed to do. Uh, versus only be, versus it only being me who can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So social skills are very important. If you, if you put your head down and you ignore your social life, you ignore your support systems, all of those things. I personally don't think you're going to get very far. Um, maybe there is some education, you know, education is a, you know, you're studying, maybe you're learning about how to um, deliver your product really well. So there is, there is a time for, you know, focus work. Um, but I, I wouldn't say, you know, unfortunately, and I think this is unfortunate. Like I see a lot of owners that don't even have a really great product, but they're very good at socializing and they're, they end up being more successful than that. You know, that sweet technical person, I call them sweet technical people. They're the Nikolai Teslas, right? They have no capacity for social life and they have the best product, right? Like they have everything that's doing really well. And, but because they're so intellectual, because they're so technical, they've come up with the best solution, but they can't relate to people. They can't sell it. Um, you know, so even in, in that sphere of relating to your customers uh, is a very social skill. Um, if they say as an individual, then yes. If they find somebody who can compensate for that. Mm -hmm. And at least if they can maintain one relationship with somebody who can do the social aspect, then then yes. it can work out. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, if they find a good person that's reliable and trustworthy and social, because with social skills, I think you can um, you have the propensity and the ability to manipulate, to lie, um, confuse. You have the ability to um, convince. Right. Um, you know, and so that's kind of, I would say, the, the negative side of those skills uh, and people like that do. They can get very far. They do get caught at all times, right? They don't. They don't go very far. I find those people don't maintain a really healthy social social skill either. So, um, what I'm saying is, I think in business as well, after a time, the connections that you know and the relationships that you build through trust, being responsible, integrous, um, they're very supportive as well. So you, you, you won't go very far, like you really won't, um, if you don't have the right social skills. Well, that's because I remember someone saying, uh, and I like the saying that, um, I don't know if it's actually a saying, but it's what they said, <laughs> that anything that you want, everything that you want and currently don't have, um, somebody else has it. 
Mm. Right. So let's say it's just money. I want to make more money. Okay. I don't currently have that amount of money. So if I want to acquire that amount of money, I need to get it from somebody else. So then how do I get it from them? So let's say I sell a product or service. Well, then I not only having a decent product or service, I need to have, let's say, marketing and sales or a certain ability, or I need somebody within my organization to have a certain ability, uh, social ability, right, to be able to do that marketing and selling and uh, relationship building so that they, they trust enough to buy. Um, but that, that applies to anything else, right? Let's say, uh, I want workers. Okay. <laughs> I want somebody, I want a certain amount of labor done or production, um, done. I can't do it myself. So then I need other people. Or even if I just want to buy robots, um, assuming I acquired enough money to be able to buy robots, I still need to buy it from somebody. <laughs> somebody else has to build those robots you cannot isolate yourself <laughs> that is so preposterous to me when i see that like it actually <laughs> so I'm, i feel so um cathartic right now talking about that because i just find that you know um even if you don't like social skills it is very very beneficial i would say even essential to develop them and what kind of mindsets would you say are supportive to people that maybe ha are having a challenge in developing good business social skills? What are good mindsets to have? I think one would be looking at exchange in terms of, I guess a more common version of it would be win-win scenarios in terms of mm -hmm. it can't be just about what I want. What can I get from people? Mm -hmm. But also if I want to get something from them, what am I going to give? What do they want that I can mm -hmm. offer in exchange? Um, that would be one. Because mm -hmm. it's not truly a win if you just win, actually. I would, I would There's a cost to it, right? There's damage mm -hmm. to the relationship. Now, if you never see the person again, then you might say, some people might think, okay, well, that was a disposable person in my world, that relationship mm -hmm. I can get rid of. But if they keep doing that to everybody, then mm. they <laughs> life becomes hard at some point. Reputation spreads. Mm -hmm. um, unless they're going to hop around the globe and keep meeting new people mm -hmm. while they burn bridges. And then you have to, you know, you have to build that trust. You have to go from acquaintance. You know, that's a lot of time to go through with every person and build, you know, burning a bridge where if you have a win-win, you know, you've done the first part, you've established trust, you have a win-win, and then that now can have a bigger win next time you connect again, or possibly a bigger win. There could be a referral that comes. So there are there are added benefits. I, I really love that you said that, Brandon. That's a great mindset to have is the win-win. Yeah, if someone just keeps using people, well, that's what it would be. It would be using people if they don't create those exchanges, but just uh, get what they want and burn bridges. Mm. So in a way, business keeps you honest. To some extent. It's more <laughs> like... The market will tell you <laughs> whether what you're doing is working or not based on are you making money or not.
your business account will tell you. <laughs> right. It will tell you. Yeah. Any other mindset you can think of, Robert, for for those that are kind of inspired to put their head down and avoid social relationships and work hard, you know, to get their business and, you know, maybe they're listening to this podcast and they're thinking, oh, my God, I don't want to be a business owner if it requires this much social work. Well, one thing is to listen and look for a value that somebody wants or needs. Because all business is providing value for somebody else in exchange for something, right? Whether it's tokens, whether it's gold, silver, dollar, or whatever, right? So the good mindset to have is what do they need? What do they want? Mm -hmm. And then can I, can I deliver that? Or can somebody deliver that? I, I guess the mindset of service is what makes a difference mm -hmm. for most small and large businesses alike. Mm -hmm. And is it okay to have it be done in that way? So a lot of us suffer because we think it has to be hard. We don't look at how it can be delivered. We don't think things through. So other part of it is how can we do it in the most simplest way possible? That'll be another mindset. So one is to find who can I serve, what can I serve them with, and how can I do it in the most beneficial, best way. Those will be the questions and the mindset I'll be asking mm -hmm. as businesses. That's really great. Mm. Um, one that comes to mind for me, a mindset, is I have time. I think that when you're cutting your social life out, you're in a scarcity mindset that you don't have time. You know, you don't have enough time to get everything done. And um, a mindset that would be really great is I have time for all of it. Which then comes from, a, then you can have a question for, uh, then you can have a conversation for effectiveness, efficiency. Uh, you know, because if you have time for everything, you know, you you're not skipping steps, which is a common thing that happens. Right. And you have time to learn from your mistakes. You know, it gets better. Uh, you get wiser. Right. So I have time. And you really I would say you really do have time for it all. So wonderful. You have time. You have 100 years. If you take care of your body well, I mean, if you mm -hmm. want to be a business owner that, you know, uh, works really hard, um, you know, high dopamine, and then you go and then you drink a bunch and then you party and whatever, and you forget everything and you destroy your body. It's a, it's a way to do it. Some business owners do that. Um, you may not live to a hundred, but if you're taking care of your health and you're maybe getting adrenaline from skydiving or rock climbing or something like that instead. I'm not into skydiving, though. Rock climbing is okay. I, okay. I believe you should stay in a good plane, not jump out from it. You know, anything that requires a waiver for me to sign my life away, I don't do because I've invested so much time into myself. Mm -hmm. Like the idea of killing this body <laughs> It seems like it's just just robbery, right? Well, skydiving seems to work for one of my clients. She's a lawyer. 
Her goal is skydive from every city in the world. She has a world map with little dots. Oh, and every weekend she goes skydiving. That's there are her a lot joy. Of <laughs> exactly, right? I wonder, so is, they, that, is that physically possible? Even if someone, let's say someone starts at um, 20 years old and lives to 100 and every weekend, if, I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't know how many cities there are in the world. I'm just wondering if mathematically it's actually possible. <laughs> Well, uh, we, I don't think I don't think so, but she's doing it with the United States, Mexico first. Okay, so all right. So th there is a limitation. <laughs> and and then, by the way, so let me tell you her life. She has uh, three people she runs her law firm through for civil and litigation cases, not litigation anymore, contract cases. She lives in middle of uh, California, mid California, and her joy is in goat yoga. So she has a ranch with her husband in the middle of California. And her office is in Los Angeles, Beverly Hills, and San Diego. She takes trains to work. And then she stays in her apartment every so often. And then when she comes back home, she has an assistant who puts together goat yoga where like 12 women show up or something like that. And they little goats, baby goats, stand on their back and mother yoga. So, and I go, I go, what? This is my pride and joy. Skydiving and goat yoga. Okay. So I just want you to know anything's possible. This, you know, and I've known her for now. She stopped being my client about a decade ago, but her life is still the same. Skydiving, driving train and doing the work on trains with a little computer laptop and goat yoga and skydiving. Where are you? I'm in New York. What are you going to do? Parachute? What else is there? <laughs> You're in New York? You're going to jump off airplane? Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. The view is fabulous. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. See you. Talk to you one of these days. See you soon. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, anyway, so she built her lifestyle to have that. So there are things that you want in your life you can actually have if you're a business owner. In her case, it's skydiving. She says, I'm always up. I'm always energetic. Well, if you almost died every Saturday. You'll be too. <laughs> well, you almost died every Saturday. Well, she goes in there going, you know. She lives a thrilling life. She says, law, law is boring. My, my, life, my life isn't. <laughs> law is boring. My life isn't. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. What a great share. No, thanks. So what, uh, to wrap it up, what do, what do we want everyone to take away from this? Well, what I want to let people know is if you start your business, you can have it any way you want to. In the beginning, maybe not so because there's a limitation of time and money, but as soon as you do, start designing the way you want to. And, and, and whether you want to be a workaholic, whether you be a world traveler, whether you be a skydiver, whether it's a goat yoga person, whether you're a fish uh, stick diver guy or you don't live in a um, – like one person who passed away, his joy was going to uh, hotels and living there. Uh, he was a Bon Voice, like a charter member. His goal in life was to be at the top of that class and go to every hotel. So he would call me every so often from different hotels. I'm in Texas. Look at my room. It's the same. I'm in Ohio. I'm in it's the same type of a room rental, right? <laughs> and he go like, I'm in the same room except my view changed. Look at the view. I'm in Hawaii, right? <laughs> so 
that was a good friend of mine. So yeah, it, you can have your lifestyle any way you want to. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't limit yourself to a standard workaholic model. Unless you want to. Unless you want to. Yeah. Really well said. Thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you so much, Robert. What a great episode. Uh, to our viewers, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We would love your feedback um, on this myth. Let us know your thoughts. And we uh, we hope you will continue to listen to our podcast. Bye. Bye. Thank you. The Business Mindset by RSC Podcasts is brought to you by Robert Chun at rscbusinessgroup.com. Aurelia Yusita at rscsales.ca and Brandon Ling at rscbga.com. Music by Davy Harris at davyharris.com.